Welcome into the PFF NFL Daily, today discussing the salary cap and whether or not it's real or whether or not it's a myth. We'll break it all down and it's all brought to you by DraftKings. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now for the opportunity at a $1,000 deposit bonus. That's promo code PFF for new customers to get an opportunity at a $1,000 deposit bonus only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Michigan, or Virginia only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT or in Virginia. Call 888-532-3500. All right, Sam. It is free agency time and a lot of people like to throw out the phrase that the salary cap is a myth that it's one big fake unicorn that teams can manipulate every which way in part because you see teams like the New Orleans Saints always pushing 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 cap and it it seems like they gotta you know it's gotta come back to bite at some point but they just franchised Marcus Williams despite being about 40 million over the cap projected for the season so let's answer this question is the salary cap real or fake um, it's real. It, it's not, it, it, it might not be as restrictive as people like to think it is. And you can always make an awful lot happen, even in what looks like the direst of circumstances. And the Saints are a pretty good example of that. But the Saints are also a good example of the real ramifications of it. We saw last year that I was going to say that the salary cap never prevents you from making any one single move. But that isn't true because the Saints tried to get Jadavian Clowney last year through a ridiculous, you know, trade uh, for cash kind of deal. And the NFL basically said, you can't do that. So the NFL were, or the Saints were legitimately prevented from signing a player they wanted because they couldn't find a way to make it work under the salary cap. So even that part isn't true, that it, it never prevents you from doing any single deal. But I think generally that's a pretty good rule of thumb, that the salary cap is never going to stop you making one move. It's not going to stop you franchising Marcus Williams. It's not going to stop you... Um, you know, signing Drew Brees if he wants to come back. Whatever it is, you can make any one move happen, but you're going to have to do an awful lot to offset those things. And today, as of a recording, we're recording this on Wednesday, um, this is a great example, right? The Saints are making all kinds of adjustments in terms of contracts. They're cutting people left, right, and center, all to get under the salary cap. They have. To, it's not that they can't achieve it, but they are things that they have to do, and they're probably players that they would rather not have to cut but say la vie. Yeah, again, as of recording, they just released Emmanuel Sanders, right? So he's, you know, a, a guy that when you're yep. trying to build the Saints roster, you would say, hey, I've got Michael Thomas, a, a good number one. We could use a good number two to go with Traquan and, uh, you know, to go with Callaway. And, you know, Emmanuel Sanders would be a great player. They would, they would love to keep him around, but they couldn't. So um, I, there are ramifications when it comes to the cap. The thing that makes it seem mythical is what when teams convert base salary into signing bonus money, right? And I think that, you know, our guy Brad Spielberger did a great job over at PFF.com explaining some of the ins and outs of the salary cap and the things that you're going to hear. And, in, you know, essentially you take, say, $10 million of base salary, you convert it to a signing bonus, and you can spread it over four years or whatever it is. And that's the different ways that teams can push cap to the future and you know brad has has pointed out there are teams like the saints who like to do that and then there are, there are teams like yeah. the bucks who never do that and they're just starting to do that for the first time and so there are different strategies if you never have cap money pushed to the future you generally have a healthier situation if you do do that you have to keep doing it essentially just to 
and, and this is why it can often look like a complete myth because you have a team that's hard up against a salary cap and you're like well they have no money to do anything then they make a big move they push all the money off into the future and it's 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 eminently achievable it just didn't look at when you were sort of evaluating the the salary cap and of course you know there's moves where you would think it doesn't make any sense like a, a huge monster move like re-signing Dak Prescott to his big contract but that actually lowered their salary cap this year um, because the alternative is they were going to have to franchise tag him for $37.7 million or whatever it is. So they're essentially saving, they're almost halving that by actually signing him to a long-term contract. So uh, the salary cap, I think, gets dismissed as this thing that's not real, it's make-believe, it's, it's not really the, the thing that people think it is. But it's because, you know, we're just not paying attention to how teams manipulate it. It's not that it's a a figment of your imagination or that it has no real world consequences, you do have to stick by it and you do have to make a lot of moves in order to do that. But it just means that you can always like move things around in order to get one guy signed or make one move or franchise tag player X or whatever it is you want to do. That doesn't mean that it has no consequences. Yeah. I mean, I think this year's new England Patriots were a good example of that, right? I mean, they yeah. had, uh, they had generally done a good job during the Brady era not mortgaging the future for the most part, right? Which is why people said, well, the Patriots are frugal and they're thrifty and they, they, they pick their spots, but they did hit a point in 2018 and 19 where they kind of went for it, right? You know, they traded a second rounder for Muhammad Sanu. Uh, when Brady decided to hit free agency, they had all sorts of dead money on their cap uh, from him. So the Patriots did hit a point late in Brady's tenure there where they said, Hey, we're going to go for it in, in 2020. What, what, that was the, the fallout from that, right? The Patriots carrying a ton of dead cap space or dead, dead cap money, which they had never done before. So it, it does come back to bite at some point. And you can't keep everyone. You have to make, I think to your point, one or two decisions you can make, but there's a fallout with another three or four. So bottom line, yeah, it's not, it's not fake. Uh, it can be manipulated various ways. Teams have different strategies, which I think makes it all the more fascinating um, and, uh, you know, it's just a, it's the time of year where you start to hear more and more of these types of things. Yeah. And really, I think, again, it's a presentation problem. You know, when you look on places like over the cap and you look at the salary cap spaces by NFL team, you have some teams out there with a ton of cap space. The Jags right now are sitting on over $70 million worth of cap space. The Jets, the Patriots, they're right behind just under $70 million. And then the other end of the scale You've got the Saints, still 30-plus million dollars over the cap, working on slashing those numbers and getting beneath it. The Rams, also $33 million above the cap. But really what you're doing is you're looking at a, a sort of real-time presentation of those different strategies for manipulating the cap, as you, like you mentioned, right? You've got teams that have, have gone out of their way to not have to um, have all this, this trimming that needs to be done right now, and then you've got teams that, that have, that teams that go, okay, we're going to make sure that we're under the salary cap at the start of every league year, but we know that's going to have consequences next year. We're going to have to cut a whole bunch of people. They're going to have a high volume of roster turnover because of the way they approach the salary cap. And that's fine. That's just the way they do it. Um, I, I, there are certain teams out there, I think, because of those mechanisms that definitely kick so much money into the future that at some point it's going to become a bigger problem. Like you are going to have to <laughs> essentially play, pay the credit card debt at some stage, right? You know, eventually those giant um, interest payments become a problem 
and you are going to have to deal with that at some point down the line. And I think the Saints are in that category. As much as this is their style of managing the cap, eventually those payments are going to be a problem and they're going to have to deal with that. But it's not as critical, I think, as everybody makes it out. Yeah, I mean, I think the the people that are also going to feel that the salary cap is not this year are those mid-level free agents. And I use mid-level or mid-level NFL players. And I use that as an endearing term, not a knock. I mean, the the middle class of NFL player is fantastic and extremely valuable. Uh, Look at a team like the Raiders. They they have had to release three-fifths of their offense, release or trade three-fifths of their offensive line. Trent Brown, Richie, Richie Incognito, Gabe Jackson, right? Those are the types of players that the, the the salary cap going down a little bit this year when it's usually going up, 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 and teams have generally planned for it to go up. The salary cap going yeah. down a little bit this year is going to hamstring a whole bunch of teams. There's going to be a, even more releases. We've already seen a bunch. And it is the the middle class of NFL player, those guys making six, seven, maybe 10 or $12 million that might not be worth it. They're going to get released. They're going to get signed somewhere else you know, on the cheap. And, and that's where the salary cap squeeze is really going to be felt across the NFL. Yeah, I mean, this year more than any other season, we're seeing the real effects of the salary cap more than in the past because – because it's gone down. You know, the salary cap is usually going up, 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 up every single year. Now we're seeing more bloodletting because it's gone down for the first time in a long time due to the COVID revenue shrinks and all that kind of stuff. So we're seeing a lot more players get dumped onto the open market that you wouldn't normally anticipate because everybody is is having to pinch pennies. I highly recommend PFF.com salary cap terms and tricks to know ahead of NFL free agency. Brad Spielberg put it together and it has everything you need to know as we head into the free agent frenzy next week in the NFL. The salary cap is not a myth confirmed here on the PFF NFL Daily.